Christy. And this is Chuck. This is the Robinette's Nest Paranormal Edition. <laughs> another one. We thought that we would talk about another experience that we had in Key West. Key West, Florida. It's known for its ghosts. It's one of supposedly one of the most haunted places. And we talked about Robert the Doll in one of the last episodes. And this one is going to be about Captain Tony's. Captain Tony. So. So. <laughs> Captain Tony's is a popular Key West saloon, which Hemingway is said to have frequented and used in his novels. Captain Tony's is dark and dingy, but you can't help but notice the countless dollar bills and the bras hanging from the ceiling. This is true. We were there. This is the epitome of a good dive bar. I would think so. Dollar it's, bills and bras? And Absolutely. It's dark. They don't serve food. There is typically a band or a singer with a guitar. And there was. With a rich history, strong drinks, and the live bands, it's in a great location right on Duval Street. Yes. In the old Key West, what they call the old town. The building has been many things for many years, but it's most famous for being the original Sloppy Joe's, where Ernest Hemingway was a regular. Right. Captain Tony served as a mayor of Key West, and Jimmy Buffett got his start playing there. The song Last Mango in Paris is about Captain Tony. And outside is a wide-mouthed bass on top of their sign, which everyone is supposed to toss a coin into it really backwards and we witnessed many drunks yeah trying, trying to, to do, do it that. some kids too no food no food just, just drinks, drinks and a lot of ghost stories <sighs> so you can't help but notice that there is a big tree that's in the middle of captain <laughs> in, tony's inside of the bar an actual tree big trunk big trunk and there's graves Inside. There are graves, little tombstones. People are actually buried there. So why? So Captain Tony's, it's past, started in the mid-1800s when the building first housed the city's morgue. The morgue had a bit of bad luck in 1865 when a hurricane just came through and decimated the keys. We heard a lot about that on all of the tours that we took. True. It busted up the building. It sent dead bodies floating through the floodwaters, much like mm -hmm. New Orleans. You can't bury them. They have to be in, like, right. above in graves. A, like in the tomb above graves, right? Above the ground. When the storm cleared, only one of the bodies was recovered. Yeah. Legend says that that body is buried in what is now... Tony's and it's built a wall around it with vials of holy water so these days it's less of a cemetery but a billiard room mm -hmm. and that is we we toured that as well yes so after it was a morgue then it served as a brothel of course it served as a brothel right and it eventually became the first sloppy joes but the building still had a lot of dark secrets and Again, you'll notice a giant tree. There's a lot of lingerie that's on the tree currently. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a hanging tree, not yes. just for bras and... <laughs> Actually hanging of bad people. And maybe not such bad people we don't as know. well. We weren't there. So legend says... No, we were not there. So legend says that 17 pirates met their maker from a rope on that tree in the 1800s. But the pirates aren't the most notorious people to swing from that hanging tree. 
the notorious is the lady in blue. And there's several different stories that we heard about it. And, and I'll tell both varying because I'm betting that Chuck paid attention to zero of those stories that we were told. I don't know. I think I was drinking at the time. So she chopped up her husband and two sons in the late 1800s. And they decided to hang her on the tree. Mm-hmm. And she apparently, in one talk, she was wearing a blue dress. And so they ended up... Um, they see the lady in blue, in the blue dress. That's one story. Right. I think like every the, town has a lady in white or a like, lady in blue. Like the ghost of the lady in blue. Right. They say that you see her oftentimes in the women's restroom, in the mirror of the women's restroom. Does that make sense? Sure. Or, or she'll lock the door or she'll make it you can't get out. Like that is that is one of the stories. The other story that we heard was that, and this is a little bit more macabre, the other story that we heard was that she was hung, but she didn't hang. She was being strangled. She didn't drop. She didn't instantly die. And for two days, she hung there, and she lost blood, and her face turned blue from the strangling, and then she died. So that she actually was blue. It wasn't her clothing, but that she was blue. Okay. So that was the other story. Mm. These days, most people haunt Captain Tony's for the drinks in True. lieu of ghosts. But it is a stop on most of the ghost hunts. Yes. The owners also found another creepy surprise in the 80s when they discovered a dozen different bodies under the old wooden floorboards. So the one that they said was in the wall apparently wasn't the only one on the wall. We were shown a big mask on the wall. I don't know if you remember. And apparently that that is supposed to be a, like, like where that body is. It's supposed to be an an homage to where that body is. Captain Tony's eventually sold the bar in the late 80s, but they also say that his rambunctious spirit lives on literally and figuratively. So do you want to know a little bit about Captain Tony? Because he apparently is a ghost. Sure, why not? He has a little bit of a sordid past. So Anthony Terracino, I think I didn't chew that up too much, right? No, I think you did it right. He spent two years as the mayor of Key West and 60 years as one of the most colorful characters in the island. During his 92 years, he lived a long life. Yes. He was a bootlegger, a gambler, a gun runner, a saloon keeper, a fishing boat captain, a ladies' man, and a peerless raconteur. He passed away on November 1st, 2008, of heart and lung ailments in the lower keys. And they said that he survived on his wits and cunning to be able to make money. He had $18 in his pocket when he started. He spent more than three decades as a charter boat captain and 28 years as an owner of that musty bar. Mm. That, again, once doubled as the city morgue. True. So... They say that he got into a lot of fights with a lot of people, 
And, but he was also well-loved. He greeted visitors. He told them stories. He liked to tell the ghost stories. He would sign t-shirts and posters because there are a lot of those with his Grizzly Adams type look. He kind of looks like Hemingway. Yeah. He kind of has that look. So his most famous slogan, which became part of his successful run for mayor in 1989, was all you need in this life is a tremendous sex drive and a great ego. Brains don't mean a blank. We'll say damn. He ran for mayor of Key West in 85, but lost by 52 votes to a banker. Locals joked that the race was between someone named for a fictional character because it was Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer was the guy's name. Or And someone who was a fictional character. Hmm. Um, four years later, he ran again. People objected because he used the four-letter word in his slogan. He was un... You would have really liked him. I would have liked him. He was unapologetic. His saying, own man. I just hope everyone in Key West who uses the word votes for me. If they do, I'll win in a landslide. Hell yeah. He won by 32 votes. Mm. Um, there were 6,000 votes cast. The town is tiny. Tiny town. Still is. His goal as mayor was to limit Key West's growth and to keep its reputation as a refuge for eccentrics and renegades who had found their way to the southernmost point. Key West is an insane asylum, he told the Chicago Tribune while sitting behind his desk at City Hall. We're just too lazy to put up the walls or fences. I want to retain the mystique. I I wonder how much he liked how touristy it is now, though, because it sounds like he wanted to kind of protect it. I think it probably was touristy back then, too, but maybe not to the same extent that it is now. During World War II, he left a wife and three children behind in New Jersey, moved to Seattle, where he was working for Boeing Aircraft Company, and um, he had a lot of wives. I guess. So after the war, he returned to New Jersey, made good money gambling on horse races. (laughs) He ran with the mobsters, and we had also heard a lot of stories about Capone being connected to him and connected to that bar where they did an awful lot of wheeling and dealing. Yes. And maybe they didn't use the hanging tree. Maybe not. But maybe they did. Hmm. For 35 years, he ran fishing boats, also called the Greyhound, out of Key West. He claimed to have been a gun runner in the 50s and had ferried arms, CI agents, and mercenaries to Cuba and Haiti. He said he was briefly jailed after smuggling refugees out of Castro's Cuba. He ran Captain Tony's from 61, the year you were born, mm-hmm. to 89 when he was elected mayor. His principal achievement was to preserve Key West's daily sunset celebration. And to have that whole, the acrobats and the music and everything that we experienced in Mallory Square. True. He says, you know what's shocking to a lot of people? I'm a good mayor. Hmm. But when he lost his reelection in 91, he didn't seem to mind. He said, I had time, my time in the sun. So he was married four times, had 13 children. Jeez. The first when he was 20 and the last when he was 70. Oh my. He outlived his first three wives, Mimi, <laughs> May, and Shirley, and one son. Survivors included his fourth wife of 38 years. <laughs> he says he survived on a diet of pizza, chocolate bars, smoked unfiltered Lucky Strikes, and drank 12 cups of coffee a day. Ugh. Chased occasionally with some whiskey or a beer. Occasionally. And he says, when I die, an era's over. 
but that won't happen soon. Only the good die young. True. So apparently he has more kids than that because oh. with something called 23andMe or Ancestry.com, more are realizing yeah. that he wasn't their my, daddy. My daddy wasn't that's, really my daddy. Captain Tony was. Captain Tony was. Especially if he said he had a long life with sex drive and whatever else, I'll bet. That was kind of the, a cute, funny thing that people would tell us too is Jim, Jimmy Buffett right. would often go into Captain Tony's or Margaritaville, you know, which he owns. Yeah, the or original one. One of the other bars. Establishments. And he would just start playing. Right. And people would be like, wow, does that sound like Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> and without realizing. Without realizing. It actually was. So we recently saw a video because Jimmy Buffett was in town there to do a show. Yep. And he was at the next Sloppy Joe's. Right. And he was playing. And I was so, nobody was paying attention to him. Right. And they were getting a free concert. Right, without realizing. Without it. realizing that he was up there playing. It was the weirdest thing to me. Pretty cool. Maybe he's a ghost. Maybe Jimmy Buffett's a ghost. I doubt it. No, he's alive. He's alive. So, yeah, so that's the story of Captain Captain Tony. There's a grave. I think her name is Elvira that's there. Mm-hmm. There is, I believe she's not really buried there, but her gravestone is there. Right. I think that's what we were told. She's not actually buried there, but. But the gravestone. And there is one gravestone where the person is buried there. We walked in there a couple times. It is very dark and dingy. And I would hate to see what it looks like with the lights on. Yeah. We were there all, both times at night. We were in there in the daytime too. A couple times. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Because I walked in and I said I wanted to look um, at the bathroom. So I didn't go to the bathroom, but I looked at the bathroom. Oh. We walked all the way around. Okay. And uh, we saw so many things. I don't even know. I did not see a ghost. No. When we were there. I mean, at Captain Tony's. Right. We had a ghost in our first hotel room. Yeah, we did. That's what you said. But otherwise, and I need to do research to see what that was about. Because in one of... The places that we were, again, I don't want to say what it is, Mm -hmm. they have a bar that has remains in the bar. They have cremains. Don't you know, don't you remember this? And they wanted to actually tear this down. Chuck's giving me a look. I I didn't take notes, so no, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? No. So they wanted to tear this bar down, but because... It serves as sort of a cemetery. They couldn't oh, tear yes. it down. I, I do remember that, yeah. Because it is, it, they can't do anything There's cremains. There's yep. remains. So it has to stay there no matter what. Forever. Yep. And the hotel really wants to take it down because but they can't. it would be an expensive suite right. that they could have. But it's protected. And it also like seats like 10 people yeah, in this bar. It wasn't very big. And it's just a bar. Right. Nothing special. No. But it has cremated remains. Yeah. So I kind of think that maybe that's the ghost of what I was seeing or feeling. Could very well be. to that. So that's our story. That's a story. That is a story. <laughs> My name's Christy. Wow, we're done already? We are. Oh. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Chuck. I'm Chuck. This is just our little tidbit of the paranormal in Key West. I guess. I believe in you. Peace.
Thanks again for listening to the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode. 